Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Think Tank Sports. Think Tank Sports, where we think and you listen. Check us out on the socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Insta. We are out there. And, of course, listen to us on your favorite podcast delivery system. Mike, this is one of the entering a stretch of one of the most exciting times uh, in the sports year March Madness. The bracket came out yesterday on Sunday. We're recording here on Monday. Yep. And let the madness begin, Mike. And so we're going to spend a fair amount. We're going to spend this entire podcast talking about the bracket and some hot teams and some upsets and, and maybe sprinkle in our final four picks as we get along here. But how the heck are you, Mike? Dave, I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Uh, I searched high and low for uh, Syracuse University when the brackets came out and uh, didn't uh, didn't see their name on the 11 or 12 line, buddy. How do you feel about no Syracuse in the 2022 uh, NCAA tournament? Not that it was a surprise to anybody, but... Yeah, can you put them on the 17 line? Because that's how many <laughs> losses they had this year. That's fair. <laughs> but there's some great matchups and some great teams, and um, you know we're gonna yes. get into all of it right here, Dave. Uh, let's start right hot, right out in the West with Gonzaga as the one seed, uh, Duke getting no favors, uh, and the Shashevsky retirement tour with the two seed, uh, and uh, just an I think a cakewalk for Gonzaga at you know. Uh, first blush at this uh i think duke is vulnerable as we've seen i mean syracuse took him you know to down to the wire without syracuse's best player arguably uh and you know the embarrassment of uh Krzyzewski's last home game all that weighing hard on the duke players i would think um so i don't yep. know what are your impressions of this um you know western uh part of the bracket Yep, uh, I completely agree with Duke. They also uh, lost the ACC championship game to a red-hot Virginia Tech team. Yep. Um, I think the challenges with Duke uh, defensively, they have not been very good lately, and that has kind of been the bugaboo for them mm-hmm. uh, and you know, given up a lot more points than they usually do. Uh, Duke has the potential, well, if they win, their next matchup is going to be either Michigan State or Davidson. Uh, both uh, Davidson's playing great. Michigan state, always a tough out. Uh, I would envision Duke may be a one and done here. Um, listening to my good pal, the mad dog today, he was talking about the tremendous pressure that will be on Duke because of all of the coach K stuff. I think you're foolish to say that it doesn't, it hasn't been a factor right. uh, in that last game, Mike, you mentioned North Carolina and then in the ACC tournament. Um, so I think there's some challenges there. Uh, there are some teams, you know, Arkansas is in here at the number four. Dave, uh, I've been watching them all year. They were going to be one of my sleepers and then they get buried in the four position in, the, in this uh, region. And I just don't think that they're going to be able to get all the way through it, unfortunately. But yeah, Arkansas has good guard play. They're fast. They uh, full court press, you know, back to the Nolan Richardson led, uh, you know, 90 minutes of hell or whatever it was called, 40 minutes of hell. 
Yep, 40 <laughs> minutes to hell, yep. yep. 90 is a long time to <laughs> 90 is a long, yeah, and <laughs> particularly in basketball. Right, so uh, unfortunately, you know, you can have a team that's a sleeper, you can have a team you like, but until you see the matchups, you you know, you really just don't know, and, and this is one of those teams that I'm not going to be quite as bullish as uh, I had originally hoped, although I do have them playing all the way out to lose to Gonzaga uh, eventually in this bracket. Yep. Yep. Sweet 16, I think is, is pretty natural Mm -hmm. for Arkansas. This is a team that was the three seed and got to the elite eight last year. Um, so definitely probably one of the better teams I think in the bracket. Uh, and you're right. They are buried. You also have the, uh, defensive minded, slow it down, Texas tech red Raiders as the three, um, on the, uh, Duke side of the bracket. Uh, they are a difficult team to play against for sure. Uh, but I, I, I am with you. I think Arkansas and then Duke's going to get upset. And uh, Gonzaga, again, like you said, I think Gonzaga's got a, a fairly easy road here to the regionals and, and very, very likely back to the Final Four. Yeah, absolutely. The only other team I want to mention is UConn. They've gotten a lot of love over the season, and uh, I've watched them play several times. One of the teams I'm really into, we'll talk about later, is Villanova. And, um, you know, so I've seen UConn several times this year, and they're just not that good to me. I don't know, you know, it's kind of in that Ohio State frame for me. It's like, why are they getting the love? They might have some names on paper, but I just don't see it. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, New Mexico State gave them all they could handle. Uh, yep. in that first game so uh let's go to the east buddy walk us through the east what do you like here in in the baylor region uh, yeah well that's the thing uh this is where the defending champs have been placed mm-hmm. uh baylor as the number one seed uh i think mike you make you can make the argument here this is the most difficult of the four brackets uh, I will go out and say that um, you have Baylor, you have uh, UCLA as the four, you have a red hot Purdue team as the three, um, you have a Kentucky team that's playing pretty well. I watched them this weekend. They're kind of a little bit like Duke to me, Mike. I'm not yep. convinced. I feel like they're a little vulnerable as well, but they still are. Kentucky, they're still a very good team. They're not young. They have experience. Uh, You have North Carolina in this bracket. Uh, And interestingly, Mike, and I know that uh, the um, as they do the bracket, they don't look at, you know, past years or whatever. And but North Carolina was in the eight nine game uh, in the same bracket as Baylor last year in the south. Um, now Wisconsin won, but very, very similar, you know, the chance to play North Carolina in that same, same bracket and same second round, uh, is interesting to me. Uh, you have the, as I, the aforementioned, uh, red, red hot, uh, Virginia tech Hokies as the 11, um, playing a Texas team at six, uh, a little vulnerable as well. Uh, I think that's, that's. That's potential upset city uh, as far as that goes. It's really hard, though. There's some teams, Mike, uh, over the years that have these 
tremendous runs in their conference tournaments. They play unbelievable basketball for two, three, four days. And you're like, oh, this team's just going to steamroll some teams in the NCAAs. And then they lay an absolute egg in the first round of the tournament and bow out. Uh, And that includes my Syracuse Orange, who did that uh, in one of the years with the runs with Jerry McNamara. And then they lost to Texas A&M in the first round. Um, so something to keep an eye on with Virginia. That's a great point, Dave, you know, like you said, ran through the ACC tournament, like they were the favorites all year and, uh, huge potential for the dry popcorn fart version of the NCAA tournament. And there it is folks, (laughs) the dry popcorn fart, which we have not heard in several weeks has, uh, I don't like to overuse that one, buddy made it's, uh, Made it smell back onto the show, I guess. <laughs> uh, what other what other teams are you looking at in the East, Mike? You know, you you touched on Purdue. I really like this Purdue team, and I think I have them being a three seed all the way to the Final Four. Um, I like you know their inside out game, and they have uh, that one kid whose first name is Keegan. I can't remember his last Bradley. I think that can just fill it up uh, and just. Um, has NBA superstar potential it reminds me a lot of uh, a Marquette team with Dwayne Wade back in the day uh, mm-hmm. kind of has that feel very athletic uh, very um, very poised uh, very good coach and painter so I like his Purdue team, Purdue team a lot uh, not you know to get a three seed into the final four buddy yep yep and uh Let's just uh, go back in history to uh, Dwayne Wade's Marquette team. Sure. Made the Final Four in what year? 2003. Mm. And who won the national title uh, that year, I by the way? The Syracuse Orange. Yeah. Uh, Dwayne Wade willed them to the Final Four, and then Kansas put a whooping on them. If I remember correctly, Marquette beat Kentucky pretty handily in yeah. the regional Travis final. Travis Diener couldn't miss. Um, yeah. And just just ridiculous. There you go. That's a great <laughs> one. And uh, and then just absolutely Kansas just steamrolled them uh, in the final four, which is unfortunate because those were good teams. You know, you'd like to see some close games. Oh, so, sure. yeah, I'm I'm with you on Purdue. Uh, I, I'm always a little. Is going to get any love from anybody ever, including us? I mean, they won it last year quietly because their game, you know, after that great Gonzaga-UCLA game kind of, you know, was uh, a letdown emotionally. But they still won it, and they've been one in the country most of the season, and here we are not even giving them any love, buddy. I feel bad for them. I really do. Yeah, you know, uh, they won last year, so, you mm-hmm. know, good for them. Uh this is a tough bracket. Um, I, I, I'll be honest in saying I, I think UCLA is a little bit better than them this year. And I have UCLA beating them in uh, okay. in a rematch, which is crazy oh, to yeah. think that the two teams, you know, two final four teams are going to re- are going to play in the Sweet 16 yep. the next year. But uh, definitely um, it's a tough bracket. It's a tough bracket for sure. For um, and again, uh, you know. They did no favors right. to Baylor, like I think people will argue, and like we said, favors for Gonzaga, uh, getting a little bit easier uh, bracket out there in the West. That's fair. All right, let's go uh, over to the Midwest, buddy, in the, in the Kansas uh, bracket. Kansas is the one, Auburn's the two. Um, I feel like 
Kansas is got a cakewalk here, buddy. I really am not big on that Auburn team. You know, um, Providence at the four seed uh, won the Big East but lost twice to Villanova. I think the Providence gets tight late in games and doesn't have a closer. I think the five Iowa team, which everybody seems to love, is really overrated in my opinion. Uh, three, Wisconsin. You know, how many times are we going to watch Wisconsin have big expectations and fall short uh, before we learn our lesson with those guys? So I think Kansas, Dave, um, in a cakewalk in this in this region not to be chalky but i don't really see anybody in the lower seats that's going to make a run either do you uh interestingly i have uh wisconsin uh against kansas in the regional final there and um picking uh wisconsin you know i kansas to me and they they always have high expectations but i feel as if many many times and of course, only one team is going to win. Only four can get into the final four, as we know. But right. um, I just feel like they so often fall flat on expectations. Uh, I think this Wisconsin team uh, has played well this year, uh, and you know was on top of the Big Ten for a good part of the year. I, I like them. I, I like how they play, and I, I think. Um, the top part of the bracket where Kansas is, I, I, I agree with you. Providence is a great story. Uh, they fizzled out at the end of the year. Uh, they are tremendous uh, from three, no doubt. Uh, Iowa certainly had good moments. Uh, you have right. a Creighton team there uh, that got to the Big East final that uh, went to the Sweet 16 last year and lost to Gonzaga. Uh, so there are some you know, good teams in there. Uh, you know, Miami certainly played very well down the stretch. Uh, Miami's there as the 10 against a uh, USC team, uh, not the same USC team that went to the elite eight last year and no. lost to Gonzaga, but, uh, Miami could make some noise. Maybe Miami, uh, takes out Auburn, uh, Auburn was red hot during the year. Another team that kind of fizzled at the end of the year. Right. Um, doesn't mean they can't hit the reset button and Not the whole and, new season. And, yeah. and make a run. But, uh, you know, I think what we've seen uh, in the last bunch of years, there are some teams that come in playing well. And a lot of times the teams that are playing well uh, go far, uh, i.e., as I, I look at, you know, last year, Oregon State. Uh, came in at, you know, just a red hot number 12. They get all the way to the regional final. Houston was playing well last year. Um, Arkansas was another one. So, you know, I, I think that that tends to, to help along the way. Sure. Um, but I'm with you. I, 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 Kansas has an easy road. I could very easily see them getting into the final four, uh, with not much fanfare, uh, Wisconsin or Auburn playing them will give them a fight, but I think probably, um, yeah, I could see Kansas winning. It's interesting, you know, three brackets we've talked about, or three um, of the regions we've talked about, and we've talked about a lot of blue buds for a year that doesn't have uh, a clear cut best team in the country, in my opinion. You know, we've talked about Gonzaga, North Carolina, Duke, Kansas, Kentucky, Michigan State, you know, just <laughs> yeah. like all these blue blood teams. And this tournament is 
seems to be ripe for a mid-major or a lower, you know, power five, um, you know, emerging as the winner. So it'll be interesting to see who's right um, when we get down to it. But uh, going into this podcast, I wouldn't have thought we would have had so much uh, blue running through our blood, buddy. Yeah, you know, the other challenge that that I have and, you know, right now I'm looking at two uh, Big Ten teams in the final four. Mm -hmm. The Big Ten tends to fall on their face in the tournament lately. Uh, And so it's interesting to me, like picking these teams. uh, Big Ten with nine teams more than any other conference in the country. Yeah. And so, you know, we'll see, we'll see how all of the games play out, obviously, but right. um, it just seems to me that those are the teams right now. Uh, I could be wrong. No, that's fair. No, <laughs> we've been so, known to be wrong before. Oh, take, yes. take us through the South, buddy, in the area yeah. region. Yep. So you've got the South bracket with uh, Mike, I believe the team that's playing the best basketball of any team in the country right now is the Arizona Wildcats. Uh, Watch them this weekend. They just, um, and they're out on the West coast. So I haven't seen them a lot, but I did get to watch some of it. Uh, They just have all the things. Now they did have their, you know, their great guard uh, hurt, hit sprained his ankle pretty badly. Uh, Anyone who has had a sprained ankle who plays basketball knows that that just does not go away. Uh, in a week or five days or whatnot. Now, uh, none of us probably who are listening or, uh, well, who are listening have had the kind of therapy and taping and all the kind of stuff that, that college basketball players will have to get them ready. But it doesn't change the fact that the muscles just don't heal. Uh, the ligaments, the tendons don't heal quickly. So I'd be curious to see what happens there. Regardless, Arizona is still very, very good. Uh, Two great interior players. Um, I don't know. I was just very, very impressed. They seem to have all of the the pieces. They're extremely efficient offensively. Uh, Great, great. The interior play, the defense, the block shots. I really, really like Arizona, in case you couldn't tell. Um, they in, remind in me of Gonzaga bracket. from last year that uh, played uh, a little bit of an easier schedule than the rest of the country. Probably, you know, the Pac-12 and all that isn't exactly uh, the mecca of basketball out there, although there are some very good teams. Uh, I'd li- I'm interested to see what they do in uh, tight, close games. And, you know, so... I agree. They're playing great. They've had a great season. Only three losses, I believe. Most uh, two of them were early in the year, um, and they've really matured nicely as the season has gone by. So I'm very interested to see them play in close games and be battle tested. That being said, Dave, I'm taking um, because I've been on them all year. The Villanova Wildcats to win this region. Uh, I think they have some of the best clutch three-point shooting in the country uh several games where they were close inside two minutes this year and when you looked at the final score you thought they won easy uh and it's all because of their close um you know their tight play uh jay wright's an excellent excellent basketball coach uh they have gillespie um and archie biakado who have you know brothers who have won titles does that mean anything probably not um but just uh 
just toughness all the way around. And uh, I just like the way they rose to the occasion during the year. They got stomped by Gonzaga about midseason. And then they lost to Creighton, who you mentioned is going to be feisty. Um, yep. And since then, they've turned it around around Christmas time, New Year, and really played great basketball. So uh, I'm all over this Villanova team. I would be a hypocrite if I didn't uh, take them, you know, if the matchups were relatively close. I just think they're going to bring uh, a defensive style and a heat that Arizona has not seen if they do end up facing um Arizona in the finals of this region. So that's where I'm at with this one. Other than that, Dave, this Michigan team that's uh, the 11 seed is a joke. I can't, uh, yeah. I can't believe they made the tournament. So you should be picking Colorado State, in my opinion, there. This Tennessee team, Dave, isn't half bad either. I mean, they're a three seed. Of course, they're not half bad. But uh, I feel like they've been a little bit under the radar. They can make a little mini run here uh, until they run into Villanova in my in my thing. And then Loyola Chicago is always a fun story. Uh, and they get to play a team who uh, I've already said I don't like in the last uh, <laughs> podcast, and that's Ohio yes. State. So yep. I have uh, them beating Ohio State in that 7-10 game. But, uh, yep, yeah. and that this is the Loyola Chicago uh team not all of the same players but the team that bumped off number one illinois last year in the in the second oh. round to to get to the sweet 16 uh yeah their big guy crutwig graduated last year so same, yep. a lot of the same kids except for him who was their star right um, right yeah yeah for sure Porter so, Goss, uh, still coaching i think there so yeah yep so lots of experience there as a 10 seed uh oh villanova Dave. Villanova, Mike. All right, well, you before have... you get to that, can yep, you tell me it. who this Longwood College is? Where did they come from, and why are they in my life? I mean, uh, they're the Big South. They're 26-6, and 15-1 in conference, playing Tennessee. Uh, currently on CBS Sportsline, uh, Tennessee's got a 96% uh, rate of being chosen by people that have put brackets in already, so... Very interesting, this Longwood College. I've never heard of them. Did they used to have another name, do you know? Or do you know anything about uh, them? I don't. I see they're in the same conference uh, with Winthrop there. Oh, okay. uh, um, so that's like a kind Florida of about Gulf it. Coast. And Radford, oh, yeah. oh, North okay. Carolina, A&T, okay. uh, those things. But it's the Longwood Lancers. Of course Mike. it is. Of course. Yes, of course. Why wouldn't they be the Lancers? Yeah. Yes. I, I, yeah. So that's <laughs> so, about all I got for you. Right, give me your Villanova hate. Let's go. Uh, well, it's not – I wouldn't call it hate. Uh, Jay Wright's a great coach. Villanova's a great program. What I've seen of them, I have not been impressed. They do make clutch plays. Now, I will say there's two games. One is Creighton, and there was another one earlier in the year against UConn where there were very questionable late-game foul calls that went Villanova's way that turned the tide in both of those games. Uh, now okay. that's always going to, there's always going to be games like that and whatnot. Sure. Um, but these were things, the Connecticut game was right at the end. Uh, they should have won that game. Uh, it was, uh, yeah, a like... foul call, the offensive foul versus the non-offensive foul call, right. um, which was, we even posted it out on our timeline with a, you yeah. the call style tweet. Yes. Right, right, right. So, um, 
I do like them. Uh, they're not as strong. I think we, we talked about this. They're not as strong as past Villanova teams. Uh, they certainly are, you know, the, the number two seed in this bracket. Uh, I just feel like they're going to get picked off here somewhere. Maybe it's Tennessee. Uh, well, Tennessee, I guess, would be, from my perspective, the option there. Um, I don't see them uh, getting to the final four in this bracket. Uh, but yeah, I guess, I guess that's my take is I just have okay. not been as impressed, uh, with them. They're still very good. Uh, let's see who else in this bracket. You have uh, a Houston squad at the five. Uh, this is a Houston team, uh, minus some of the folks that got them to the final four last year. Um, you have Illinois that was, we mentioned this was a number one seed last year in this bracket as the four, uh, so there are some, you know, decent teams in here. It's not, uh, uh, the cakewalk that I think we believe the West to be. Right. Uh, um, but I still think it's Arizona's, uh, bracket. That's fair. That's fair. So do you want to get into your final four? Or... Yeah. I mean, along the way here, I think I kind of, kind of sm- spelled it out, but Gonzaga yeah. in the West, Purdue in the East, Wisconsin in the Midwest and Arizona in the South. So that's two ones and two threes, Mike. I have uh, two uh, ones, a two and a three. Gonzaga and Purdue, I agree with. I have Villanova and Kansas uh, on that side of the bracket. And then I have Gonzaga and Nova with Nova winning it all. I got to stay true to what my eyes are telling me. Did I watch... Uh, percentage wise, I probably watched as much college basketball this year than I have in several years past, um, due to, you know, I had some extra time to be able to do that, which was nice. Um, but still, does that mean I have a better eye? Probably it confused me more than anything. And I wrote teams off that, you know, every year you write a team off and then they show up in the tournament and you're like, where do they come from? But, um, you know, we're both super chalky, uh, for sure. Uh, and I think we all say, you know, every year it's been more and more ripe for a mid-major, but, um, it never really turns out that way, Dave. You know, we've had some teams make some runs, but to win it all, uh, to make the final four and then win it all is not, um, something that's really been done in a long, 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 long time, uh, for a mid-major school, you know, so, uh, I'll take the chalk, I guess, is my point. Um, and I just love this Villanova team. What do you think? Yep. Yep. I, you know, I think there are a lot of really good teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no doubt. But I think when it comes down to it, uh, for me, Gonzaga and Arizona are the two best teams. Uh, they're right. in brackets that are winnable. Uh, as I look at this, I'm like, geez. Um, Gonzaga and Arizona in the national championship game. Uh It'll be a heck of a game. I'd love to yeah, watch it. And, yeah, and, you know, I hate to pick against Gonzaga because they really need to break through and win a title. Uh, but I really like this Arizona team, and I think for uh, it will be great to see the two Arizona big men up against the two Gonzaga big men right? Um, and really, really see, you know, really some, some nice inside play. And certainly the – particularly with Gonzaga, uh, their guys can step out a little bit farther and the Arizona big guys are, 
are more interior players, but right. uh, what a dynamic inside uh, game we would see. Uh, maybe a little bit more old school uh, going back a little ways and not sure. as many three-pointers because, my gosh, the three-pointer has almost become an epidemic. Uh, just way too many attempts from every single team just about. Uh, it just... The number of times that I watched, um, and this is both in the NBA and in college in the last couple of weeks, and I have seen so many players drive the ball into mm-hmm. the lane close enough mm-hmm. to put up a shot, a lot of times probably an uncontested one, and kick it out outside for a three-pointer. Um, None other than your boy LeBron did that the other night. Yeah, and they yeah were exactly. Really making fun of him on the uh, exactly, sports shows exactly. Yeah. So shameful as far as I'm concerned. You get in that yeah. close, uh, dunk it that close to the basket. Yeah. Uh, let me let me just think about this. The percentages are better closer to the basket, right? I mean, yeah. that's usually how that goes. Anyways. I'm not going to rant too much on that, but I, I would like to see maybe a little bit scale back on the threes. And I think with Gonzaga and Arizona, you might see that. No, I agree. Um, definitely a possibility there. Have you seen uh, the kid, the star, the freshman star for Gonzaga, Dave uh, Holcomb, I think his last name is. Uh, I, I, I didn't say his name because I couldn't remember what it was. I saw him earlier in the year. I know he's the number one recruit in the nation. Dude uh, is lanky and, and yeah. white bread white, dude. Like translucent oh, yeah. skin. Yep. Uh, yep. But his when they game wear the white, When they wear the white jerseys, he's yeah. It, it's just a terrible look. You got to wear your sunglasses to watch it. Um, but his game is old school for sure. Yes. Uh, and I do like his game and, and you know, Mark Few, you know, um, I don't particularly think he's a good guy. You know, Google Mark Few DWI is with an S at the end. Uh, someday, someday when you're feeling like you want to hate read something. Um, but they're due. They're way overdue to win. You know, how many times have yeah. we seen a oh, team yeah. like like Virginia that felt like they should have been should have won it long before they did. And then the year after they win it, uh, that kind of team, you know, that this Gonzaga team um, is way overdue the whole program. So it'll be interesting to see uh, if they can make your prediction come true there, buddy. So that's yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, Chet, Chet Holmgren. There he is. There he is. Seven. Seven feet tall, 190 pounds. Right. That's that's really all you need to know. As Mike said, he is yeah. super, super skinny. Yeah, uh, he's going to have to hit the weight room and drink some protein shakes before he makes an NBA run, <laughs> for sure. But folks, uh, you know, we'll be dialed in. You notice we didn't mention the play-in games. We'll probably uh, peek in on them the next couple of days, but there's nobody in the play-in game, at least for me, that um, – warranted talking about and uh you know i guess i'm more happy with the playing games as time goes on not that i feel like they're necessary in the sense that they're not going to impact the overall tournament but it does give for you know eight other schools uh some exposure and you know that that's good for basketball as a whole so um you know we'll check those out but certainly come thursday at uh high noon we'll be ready for the first game i was nostalgic dave for um and i say this every year i think 
printing out a bracket or cutting it out of the newspaper and then yeah. folding it up and having it in your back pocket with a highlighter so you can oh, yeah. mark the ones you win and in a pen so you can cross out the ones you lose and all that. You, you um, can still do that. Uh, you can, I still do that. Do you? Yeah. It, I mean, I print screen, a bracket out. I don't cut it from the newspaper, but yeah. I have plenty of brackets like that from the olden days. So yeah. you can still you can still print it out and put it in your pocket and hide it. I could. The touchscreen on the iPod, iPad was just way too convenient for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, fair. Right. That's fair. You're right. But uh, and then those anticipatory Mondays when you would see the commissioner of whoever's running your brackets and wondering where everyone's you know placed in what standing you're in and you got to wait for them to score them all up and i'll have it done by lunchtime and everybody's hovering around the cubicle <laughs> those kind of situations are gone yeah. everything oh that's instant. definitely gone yep yeah but uh still the romance and the nostalgia of the ncaa tournament one of the pure college uh sporting events in um, the country and in existence anymore uh, is this tournament and we'll be watching folks and we'll be commenting we'll be tweeting we'll be face snapping snape snapbooking whatever it is we do um, you can follow us on all of that we'll certainly be commenting uh, as the tournament goes through each week and uh, you know gearing up not only for the championship game but also uh, the beginning of baseball season the football off season we're going to have podcasts this week uh for all of those so um check us out dave give us a plug on the podcast you're going to be on tomorrow uh in a totally 180 from not a total 180 a different um field of expertise for you yeah, yeah. So uh, there's a guy that I know at work and we got talking about podcasts and uh, their podcast music mostly. Uh, we just got talking and they asked me if I wanted to come on. And so I said, well, OK, like these guys are have been doing music for for years and probably way, way over my head uh, as far as experience goes and whatnot. But yeah, so. Uh, I don't know when it's getting released, okay. uh, we'll, but we'll update our and and fans. we'll we'll update the fans, of course. But right. yeah, music mostly. I'm going to be on tomorrow night. Uh, we're going to be discussing the uh, Bruce Springsteen "Born to Run" album. This nice. is uh, kind of a thing that they do as they. Uh, analyze songs and break down. Uh, I was told today we're also going to talk a little bit about Brian Adams, who just oh. made the uh, Canadian uh, version of the music uh, rock and roll hall of fame. Uh, so we're going to talk Cleveland as well. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was such a stupid comment. You paused. Uh, that was yeah. funny. We'll just gloss right over it. Right. Uh, so, yeah, that should be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, still got to do some work uh, listening to some of the Springsteen songs again and get my feel for that. But, yeah, it's exciting. Uh, we'll definitely be uh, pumping up Think Tank Sports there. And uh, who knows? You know, this is kind of our first any kind of venture into another uh, podcast. It's like you said, it's a complete 180. Although we do make music references pretty regularly here. Yeah. Uh, Both music we don't, fans for sure. Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. But we don't discuss music in kind of the way that I'm going to tomorrow. But yeah, we'll definitely uh, share it and talk about it. And um, once it gets posted, we'll tweet it so you all can listen to it. And uh, it'd be it's going to be really, really fun. Yeah. Uh, 
first venture into it. And, and Mike's a big music fan too. Maybe at some point Mike will go on there and do some stuff too. Uh, he's way more knowledgeable about music than I ever am. So, uh, but you know, so it goes. So we're going to wrap this up here on Think Tank Sports. We thank you so much for listening across the country and around the world. Mike, we now have listeners in Sweden. Nice. Um, so shout out to our Swedish listeners there. We appreciate Absolutely. you. Um, and uh, we will be out there, as Mike said, later this week with some other podcasts. And uh, again, thank you so much for listening. And please, please, please give us a five-star rating because here at Think Tank Sports, we strive for five.